When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're looking for somebody, it's like you're going to be so, like I said, for a lack of better words, thirsty yeah. <laughs> for a relationship or some companionship. When really we just have to learn to just be content with ourselves and just be patient because you don't want someone that's not for you. It's the girl CEO show. Run it up. Always on the grind. You already know what's up. Everything from dating in the life in the business. Covering it all like a boss. Come and get this. It's the girl CEO show. Yeah. Hey, best friends. Welcome to the girl CEO show where we empower women to be the CEOs of their businesses, their lives, and their homes. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with my good girlfriend, Kay Coleman. Yes. You know, the new last name is still kind of growing on me. It How is. you feeling? I feel like a wife. That's a wife now. <laughs> it feels amazing. Long time coming, girl. Lots of prayers. Lots of prayers. But we're here. <laughs> but we are here. Yes. You know, so much is happening and has happened for you yes. over like the last three years. And let me be the first to say, like, let me give you your flowers. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Thank you, You know, friend. one of the things that I love is I just love to see women evolve. Yeah. You know, I remember back when you, you know, started your business and, you know, you got it all going and... You were just trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And today, things are just like taking off. Yes, it's coming together. <laughs> Finally. It has been a journey, but it's coming together. Yes. So, Girl CEOs, Kay is a luxury extension educator who is taking the industry by storm. Kay, how did you get started with all of this? And how does it feel to be where you are right now? It feels great. Um, it was it just came, honestly, like the journey in being a luxury extension specialist, it just starts there. And when I became an expert at it and I started to get a lot of people reaching out to me, asking me like, what is this? Like it was fairly new when I started doing luxury extensions. It was kind of like the hidden thing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I see some white space here. So I jumped in and I was like, I'm going to master this first like that's all I thought about at first I didn't think about teaching Got I just it. thought about just being great and mastering something and I just wanted to make more money as a stylist that's how yeah. it started and then I started to get people reaching out to me like you know what is that like what's going on and it wasn't till COVID where we were locked in the house and I <laughs> couldn't do hair that I was like maybe this is like the perfect time for me to put together a little video put it out there see if people you know gravitate towards it and it went off 
during COVID. I mean, I made like $10,000 in a day and I was like, oh, wait a minute. People really want to learn about this technique. So during COVID was when I realized that, okay, I really think I should take this seriously. And I got my cosmetology instructor's license years ago. Yeah. But didn't know that I was going to be teaching on this level. I thought I was just going to work at like a Paul Mitchell or a Veda when I got older and just was tired. So I was like, well, let me get my instructor's license before I get burnt out, yeah. you know, and, and not want to go back to school. And it's crazy because I feel like God sets you up in like mm -hmm. situations yeah. where it's like It'll, you'll need it later. Right. So I just had like my instructor's license in the holster and I never thought that I would teach on my own platform. I thought I was going to be teaching in like a classroom setting. Isn't it crazy, crazy. <laughs> how we kind of play small with mm -hmm. ourselves yeah. versus saying like, this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have this platform. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be this brand. We always kind of say, I'll be working for this person. Yeah. Please, maybe, yeah. you know, yeah. versus like, oh no, I'm going to be working for mm -hmm. myself. I'm going to have my own brand. Yeah. And the business and the brand is exploding now. I'm yeah. watching so many people online who mm -hmm. are getting into the industry saying like they're training with you, they're learning from you. Mm -hmm. And let me just say this, the beauty industry is the most lucrative, lucrative. <laughs> industry. So much money in the beauty industry. There is so <laughs> much money in the yeah. beauty industry. But I wanna, let's get into the backstory because I've watched you over the last six to seven years yeah. uh, evolve into the woman that you are today. And it has just been a beautiful thing to watch. Let me start with saying I am so proud of you, you. because <laughs> you did not give up. So mm -hmm. where did where did you get started? You know, how did this all start before you became the successful woman you are today? So I've been doing hair for 13 years off and on really because I've like you said tried a little bit of everything I'm like should I blog you know I kind of wear your clothes for <laughs> your boutique at one point so I was kind of just trying to find my way and what felt like natural for me and I was in a relationship with this guy and I was kind of like you know doing hair and I was kind of mobile and just doing my thing and it, it was okay you know I wasn't the happiest stylist but I was content yeah and it wasn't till I got into this crazy relationship with this guy we will not say his name okay <laughs> you know who you are <laughs> <laughs> and um it was just an eye-opening relationship I wanted to I guess really create something for myself and for my children that was so independent yeah. of any guy that I could ever be with and I wanted to I really just started to pray over like certain words because when you're like off your square you're like at this point you're just trying to get back up again of course so I started praying over like the word determination because I was like I want to be determined to do something yeah right what I, at first I didn't know what it was I'm like I just want to be determined to do something that that feels like it's for me you know I can stand on it it's it's sustainable I won't fall off, you know, because yeah. I'm like, this is not working. Mm -hmm. And as a single mom at the time of two, I was like, no, I have to figure this out. So I really just was sitting at the house and I was applying for jobs, honestly, to work at a Pop Mitchell or a Veda. I was like, so now I have to just get just get a job, you know, because yeah. I was like, maybe that's sustainable, like something that just feels right. And I came across the luxury extensions, but I didn't have any clientele whatsoever, like wow. zero. 
Like, I had fell off completely. Like, nobody calling my phone. So, at this point, you are completely starting from scratch. Zero dollars, zero clients. All right, ladies, listen to this. <laughs> she is starting from scratch. Zero clients. Zero dollars. Zero dollars. And, and I want to kind of touch That's on real this. Life. Because you started this conversation over it. I was in this relationship. You know who you are. <laughs> you do. Um, why was that relationship, why did you start it off that way? Do you feel like that relationship was weighing in on you? Not yeah, it was, it was a very heavy situation because I feel like, like I said, before I got in a relationship, I felt like I was successful in my own right. Like I was, I was good, you know, I mean, today I wouldn't say that, but then I, you know, so I was like, I'm good. And then I just wanted love. So I was like, I think I was a little thirsty for love. Oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> let's talk about that. I was a little thirsty. <laughs> Friend, let's talk about that because, you know, as women, we want to be successful, mm -hmm. but I always say that success is just a, a very small portion mm -hmm. of your happiness. Yes, for sure. Because have you guys, have you guys ever been successful in business, but miserable? Yeah. Personally, personally. like things are just not going great. Yeah. I have, you know, people mm -hmm. don't say, but I have, mm -hmm. right? So to hear you say that is a big deal. Yeah. You know, why do you feel like you were thirsty at that time? Because I thought that was the piece of the puzzle that I was missing. Like, I was like, okay, you know, I'm making enough money. Kids are good. I'm like, but I'm just so single and not ready to mingle. I was like, no, I just want to show them what love looks like. Just my little fairy tale. Who is them? My kids. Okay, got just it. Just the kids. Okay. Like, literally, I have like a bubble. Not not the people, just me and my family. I'm like, I wanted to show the children what love looked like. And... The total success story for me was going to be business, you know, success and then personal success. Okay. And I felt like I was lacking that. So when this guy came into my life, I was like, okay, this could be, you know, this yeah. could be it, you know? So I'm like so thirsty for love, not necessarily him, but just love in general. And he was a very sweet guy in the beginning and we knew each other prior to yeah. us dating. So I felt comfortable so I let my guard down a lot faster um, and then it just ended up being the worst relationship I've ever been in my entire life wow <laughs> so I was like oh wow that so I lot I learned a lot too because I feel like and I never like regret any of my experiences because I always come out we on top and them. learning something yeah, we learn like from a them. lot so I was like okay so never be thirsty again that's for one <laughs> you know slow it down keep your eyes peeled see all the signs you know, and really, you have to go into a relationship with different intentions than just wanting love. Like, you have to love yourself first. So when I came out of it, I said, okay, this is a me issue, and wow. I need to really work on loving myself totally whole so that I can go into this next relationship because I know it's coming. I know God wants somebody for me. I know I'm not supposed to be single. So so let me kind of, let's kind of talk on that, that part there because I think that as young girls, you know, we are raised in a way where we are always glorifying mm -hmm. that, that there's a prince coming to save the princess, mm -hmm. right? There has always been the Snow White. There has always been the Cinderella and I'm hearing so many women say that they've had success, but they don't feel accomplished. 
because they don't have that relationship status, yeah. right? They don't have the boyfriend or they have friends that are wives and they feel, mm-hmm. you know, less of. How do you feel that that impacts women initially while trying to grow a business when they're not in that relationship? Does it create that thirst? How yeah. how did that impact you? I think that it really starts with, like you said, your mindset and kind of your upbringing and your support system and the type of people around you. Because when you feel like you've checked off all of your boxes, mm. when when I think that the issue is that we think we've checked all of our boxes, but we haven't checked you all think. of our boxes. Yeah, you <laughs> thought you checked off all of your you boxes, you but you didn't. Um, and I think that's kind of where I was. I was like, I did all that I'm supposed to do. Like, where is my guy? You know, um, when really... Because I hadn't really checked off of that that self love box. Wow, you weren't attracting. Yeah, I wasn't. It wasn't the right. It wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right guy. Like I said, you you see signs and you kind of just kind of sweep them under the rug because you're not self aware and you don't really know your value yet. You know, mm-hmm. so I feel like, you know, in order for you to really find. Not even fine. It's gonna come. It's not something you can look for. You can't be like walking around with like beady eyes, like looking for this guy. And I think a lot of women do that. They're like, "Where is he?" Like putting themselves. Yeah, I'm like, no, he's going to literally just come. Yeah. Like it it really is that random, in my opinion. You're gonna be somewhere doing something, not looking for that guy, and then he's going to come across you. Because when you're looking for somebody, it's like you're gonna be so like I said, for a lack of better words, thirsty (laughs) for a relationship or some companionship when really we just have to learn to just be content with ourselves and just be patient because you don't want someone that's not for you. And essentially, I feel like a lot of women are in relationships that really aren't for them. And they either settle, you know, either for like status reasons where it's like you're not really happy, but you like the you like the title. Like, oh, I got a man. I'm like, but girl, are you happy though? You know what I'm saying? Because you genuinely want to be happy and I'm genuinely happy. And I know that I'm happy because I learned to love myself first. Like I was actually really happy single. Wow. I became to the point where I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm good, <laughs> you know? I'm like, we, you but know? It, are you really happy single? I was really happy okay. single. Like, I always still knew that there was someone out there for me, but I was not looking for him. Again, I was far from thirsty. I was turning people down. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, red flag, red flag, red flag. Like, if I'm dating somebody and I don't like the way he treated me, I will cut it off. Like, so fast. And they were like, whoa, like, she's not playing. So what do you think women should be focused on? I think we should just be focused on ourselves. Like, you really want to be whole for your relationship. Because even when I was in a relationship, I would put a lot of that pressure on him to, like, fulfill me or, like, make me happy. And, you know, I feel like it's a lot of pressure for the guys, too. Like, if you're not, like, they're not your... Well, my man is my bestie, but they're not necessarily supposed to be like your best friend, your make you happy every day. Like every day isn't going to be a happy day. Like That's for sure. It's it's relationships are hard. They are. Like it's not easy. I'm like, y'all rushing to get into this? Yeah, they they require work. And people don't realize that. It's not Especially if you're dealing with someone Mm -hmm. who's grown a business Mm -hmm. or they're really focused on their career and you are really focused on your career as well. Um, It's going to require some work to kind of keep that thing going. Mm -hmm. So you were in that situation. You were like, okay, I got to find myself. Mm -hmm. I got to get myself together. You start focusing on yourself in your home during 
COVID because you've had your business for yeah. quite a few years, way before COVID. Yeah. I remember you, you know, growing your business about six, about mm -hmm. six to seven years yeah. ago and really get into a place where you're like, this is not working. Yeah. And then you spend years trying to build and grow your business. And then COVID happens. You have this time to yourself. Mm -hmm. It was so necessary. Oh my God. I know it wasn't amazing for a lot of people but it was great for some people and I need it I'm like I, I literally be like we need another quarantine like it was amazing <laughs> for me it really was a quiet time that I needed to like really hear from God and be like what am I supposed to do next and like when you're so busy it's like it's hard to really have that quiet time and it was during that time that I felt like my business changed completely for the yeah. better. So tell everyone about your brand. So my brand <laughs> um, is a luxury extension business. Um, we have a hair company essentially, and then there's like a whole bunch of things that are happening underneath the, the umbrella, umbrella of being a hair company. So we don't just sell hair, we yeah. do hair, um, we educate, we supply hair to stylists all over the US, um, and we do ship overseas as well, but ultimately, I have focused my day-to-day my -day on educating. Yeah. Because I felt like when I became successful, again, in my own right, and it was a next level of success, I was like, oh, and this is what success looks like? And I even still feel like there's more success, obviously, for me. But I was like, I have to tell somebody about this, because yeah. this, for me, was something that I could have never foresaw for myself. Like you said, we're just kind of like, I mean, if I can just, you know, be able to feed the kids and <laughs> yeah. not have to call my baby daddy for anything, like life is good. Yeah. And then when God showed me that that was just not even close to what he could do for me, when I saw that next level of success, I was like, I want to tell more people about this so that they can to be successful. So initially I wanted to make sure that I was kind of reaching back and telling other people about this new level of success because as a stylist for 13 years I 100% knew there was other stylists out there that were making the average which for a stylist is like $5,000 a month okay and that's on average and they're comfortable with that they can pay their rent they can pay their car note and you know they can go out to eat every now and then and buy a bag once a year life is good to them but then when you show someone that there's so much more in the beauty industry because it's a billion dollar industry and we're only thinking as a stylist that we can only get like this little slice because yeah. we're behind the chair and this is all we can do and you know we're more givers than we are anything else in the service industry and i was really trying to bridge the gap between being a service provider and making a lot of money and really yeah. changing my family's lifestyle and this is really important because there are so many people who are in service-based industries yeah. even outside of hair that are trying to gain and mm -hmm. get their time back yeah and i remember you know you called me one day you're like ronnie like i am exhausted yeah. i have to figure this out um, what would you have done differently? You know, now you have a seven-figure business. Um, you're shipping internationally. You're a teacher. You're working with students, thousands of students all over the world. If you could have done it over again, what would you tell people who are in any service is service? Yeah. And service is not easy. I would definitely 
try to broaden just your your mindset and like what your future can look like because it can start in the service industry but then your service industry position can turn into you now owning the entire company and offering jobs to other people who are in the service industry so I feel like when you like something or you love something because I love the beauty industry I love being a stylist I love clients and the camaraderie and the whole thing so when you love something and you feel like something's missing because you know like you get that feeling where it's like I love it here but something's missing I feel like you have to just really think about how you can take that concept and just expand that vision you know and I think multiple streams of income is the number one thing that I've always been drawn to it's like this can't be the only way I'm making money you know there yeah. has to be another way, way. <laughs> yeah and, and I also <laughs> tell entrepreneurs and I'm gonna tell you girl CEOs that when we say multiple streams of income we are not always talking about going to start five different businesses no always what we are talking about is figuring out five different ways to monetize your existing Mm -hmm. business because sometimes we are not getting everything out of our business that we can get out of our business and we're not looking at it on a bigger scale you know i tell my students all the time stop playing small Mm -hmm. right think big Think bigger, right? Think 10 years down the Mm -hmm. line. Think 20 years down the line because you just never know Mm -hmm. what that could potentially look like. And, you know, you had to get to a place mentally. I'm really stressing right now the mental transition Mm -hmm. that had to help, that had to happen for you to get to a place where you were locked in and focused on your goals. Mm -hmm. Now, healthy relationships are a win. Yeah. But... Often we see, you know, women really having a hard time focusing on their goals because they are in unhealthy Mm -hmm. relationships. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like once you got in a space where you were 100% focused on you, you disconnected from an unhealthy situation? Ladies, listen to this part. (laughs) How did your life and business evolve? It definitely evolved. And it's crazy because it evolved rather quickly once I left. And again, I'm a Sagittarius. I don't know if any of you guys are, but when we have a breakup, listen, it takes me me like maybe two weeks to get over you. (laughs) Two weeks. And I'm like, So is that how Sagittarius are? Like they get over people really quick? Yes. And my husband is nervous. I said, don't be nervous. You're good. You're good. Um, But it's like when you're in it, we love hard and we give it our everything. But then when we're done, it's like, okay. It literally took me about two weeks to just stop crying and being depressed and saying, you know what? I got to get up, get out and get myself back. Shout out to the ladies. I only need two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. I, I'm not, I'm soft. I'm emotional. That's, uh, two that's weeks is all you're going to get. And then I'm <laughs> back. Okay. Like I never left. <laughs> so, um, I really started to, like you said, I started to think bigger Because I was thinking small, literally, I was. I was thinking for, like, the day or, like, that month or just, like, like you said, it was just one income stream. I wanted to just have, like, this one situation. And then once I got out of that relationship, it's like my mind just opened up. And honestly, because I had no clients, no money, I literally Mm -hmm. left with zero. I got up and I went and got a job at Ulta Beauty making, Mm -hmm. like, $10 an hour. It was so hard but I said Mm -hmm. I have to get up and go to work (laughs) like 
best friends. We got to we got to we get have up. to touch on that. Yeah. Because sometimes when you are starting over, you are going to have to do some stuff mm-hmm. that you don't want to do. Yes. You're going to have to humble yourself. Mm-hmm. And listen, if you don't humble yourself, God will humble you. Right. Really, fast. really quick. Yeah. But sometimes he'll test you just to see if you are willing mm-hmm. to humble yourself mm-hmm. to do some things that you're uncomfortable with because it's not always going to be pretty. Right. Like that had to take a lot out of you. Like, let me start over. Let me I go get a job. Over. I felt like a baby. I How was... much were you making at Ulta? Ten dollars an hour. How much? Ten dollars. It was so bad. I had to move in with my mom first of all. Me and the kid. It was it was that bad. That part. I didn't have any. I couldn't afford any. Bit. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes seriously from there you can customize your design pick your brand colors and add blocks no custom theme or coding required you'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise and with yoast seo built in we automatically help you get found in search engines from step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an ai powered help bot our built-in tools make wordpress wonderful for everyone whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. When me and my ex broke up, I just left one day. I said, you know, I'm not coming back. I took literally a small bag of clothes that had my children's uniforms in it, and I never went back. Listen, life happens. Yeah, it was crazy. Life happens and no one talks about that mm-hmm. shit, right? There are going to be moments where you're going to have to start from scratch. Mm-hmm. You could be up one day yeah. and literally lose mm-hmm. it all and yeah. you have to start over. So let me just give you, let me celebrate you, sis. <laughs> Starting over. more flowers. <laughs> we got any more flowers. We need right more here. flowers. <laughs> we need more. Go, somebody go get the flowers. Starting over from nothing. Mm-hmm. You had to move back into your mama's house. Yes. As an adult. It, it, like you said, life will humble you if you want. Life will humble. <laughs> I was like, okay, whoa. Life will yeah. humble you. You move back into your mom's house. You go work a job that's paying $10, $10 an, hour. an hour. And they worked me. You hear me? Did they work you? They things? worked me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. And it's crazy because when you've been an entrepreneur and you were successful, and then you go work for $10 an hour and you're living at your mom's house and you're, I'm literally there because it's like, it's like an outer body experience, honestly. Because, How did you feel in that moment? <sighs> okay, girl. I was like, I'm better than this. Like in my mind, I'm like, mm-hmm. this is, this is beneath me. <laughs> I'm like, you are so much better than this. But I will tell you, I had to wear makeup to go there. Wow. I had to do my hair. Wow. So it forced me to like get dressed so I really I really do appreciate that time I spent there because even though it paid me pennies on the dollar and I knew that this was going to be a temporary situation that I knew for sure I said well this isn't going to last long Mm -hmm. but it did give me an opportunity to start back talking to people you know trying to figure out my jam and I actually convinced them the the manager there to allow me to do extensions because they weren't offering extensions at Ulta they were just doing like blowouts and color and I was like listen we got to start doing extensions in here because 
if I'm going to transition over to commission one day, like this blowout situation is not going to work. It's I'm like, I'm not going to make it up. So she actually called corporate. They put extensions on the book. So I started recruiting like luxury extension clients at Ulta. Wow. So let's really tap in on that really quick. Sometimes you have to ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what's really interesting is like God has such a crazy sense of humor. He does. Like you like, this is beneath me. I don't want to do this. I'm making $10 an Mm -hmm. hour. I'm living with my mama. I have two kids. This can't be my life right now. I'm an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. People don't realize how hard entrepreneurship is. Instagram makes it look so It's a journey, honey. It is a constant journey. And I talk to women all the time and I'm like, so what you going to do? They're like, yes, I'm quitting my job next month. I make $100,000 a year. I don't know how I'm going to figure this Mm -hmm. out, but I'm leaving. And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. Yeah. We're not doing that. Yeah. We need to make sure that we are set up. Yeah. You got to test it out. (laughs) You got to test it out because this is not to be played with. Mm -hmm. You will end up. Back at your mama house. Yeah, it's not for the week. With your kids, mm-hmm. starting over from scratch. And I feel like it's an irresponsible thing to do mm-hmm. when you have to end up putting that pressure mm-hmm. and that responsibility on someone in your family because you walked away yeah. from a consistent income and you have dependents. Yeah. Like when you have children, yeah. you got to move a little different, mm-hmm. right? You prepare for entrepreneurship, for sure. Especially when you have, like you said, a, a good paying job and stability. You don't want to transition out and be unstable for sure like <laughs> come on now it's gotta definitely gotta balance out 100 percent. so you start working at alta you convince them to put extensions on the books you start taking extension clients mm-hmm. and how does your life change from there it was crazy because i started to recruit like girls that were like walking around i'm like i do extensions <laughs> you know <laughs> Because I'm like, that that sounds better for me because yeah. it's, it's more me. So I'm like, I do extensions. I'm like, wait, y'all doing extensions back here? I'm like, yes, I'm the extension specialist. I started calling myself the extension specialist. I gave myself a title, honey. Give yourself a title. I was like, I'm an extension specialist. No, I said, I'm Ulta's new extension specialist. Okay. So I had kind of like, you know, the cloud from Ulta because everybody was shopping in there. So I was like, how do I make this like... Make this better. Like, this has to be a thing because why am I here? Yeah. So I was like, I'm the new um, Ulta Extension Specialist. You know, you come see me in the back. So I literally would recruit girls. Promoting yourself. Literally all the time. All day. All, I mean, literally, if I wasn't doing hair, they was like, go around and try to get people's numbers. You had to network. So I was really learning a lot about networking, practicing, just how to like, you know, get people to the bag, do like soft consultations. So I was really like, again, not really knowing that this is happening right now. I'm just trying to figure out like, how can I make the best of this situation? Because yeah. if I'm going to be here, I got to really try to figure this out. And if you want to be successful, you are going to have to promote yourself. Yeah. And they, they force you to. They <laughs> had to do like calls. It was Life like protocol. Yeah. They were like, you have to call these people and follow up with them. I'm like, okay. Like I do all these things. And now these are the same practices we do in my business now. So I'm yeah. like learning and seeing all these things. So I built a small clientele of extension clients. So I actually only stayed at Ulta for 30 days. 30 days. 30 days. That's all I had for them. (laughs) And I felt like I had like a nice little clientele. 
of girls who wanted to get their extensions done. And I was like, I'm taking y'all with me. And they said, we will go wherever you that go. That was to her altar. Please don't. <laughs> right. That was definitely on the do not do list. Was taking but you know what? Let me just say this. Relationships are so important. Yeah. And I think so many of us take that for granted. You know, we don't realize that it's really not about just getting a quick sale mm -hmm. or making a quick dollar, yeah. you know, or let me get this person in here really, really quick. Mm -hmm. It's about nurturing that relationship. Mm -hmm. It's about getting to know people. Mm -hmm. It's about people feeling comfortable with you where they don't want to go anywhere yeah. else because they only want to work with you. And it doesn't matter what type of business you're in. Right. If you develop that relationship with your clients, if you're following up with them, if you're checking on them, if you're solving problems for them, mm -hmm. if you take you know, interest in their personal life, their birthdays, holidays, just mm -hmm. acknowledging the small things, those little acts of kindness, yeah. they go a very long way in business. Yeah. So you leave Alta. I did, and I had nowhere to go. Literally, I didn't have, I still didn't have enough money for like a salon suite or booth rent. So you still playing out here, okay? I was still out here playing <laughs> in these streets. <laughs> but I came up with this concept, like I said, over 30 days. Okay. Of taking the show on the road. I said, I'm gonna do luxury concierge services. Okay. With the extension business. So All right. I was like, you know, I don't want to do hair at my house because, you know, I don't have a house, right? So <laughs> <laughs> you can't come to my house. I was like, so I'll go to their houses. Okay. And I turned it into a whole thing. I had a photo shoot over the course of those 30 days when I was at Ulta. So how important is documenting the content? Yeah, I mean, Do you feel like the everything. content is what really blew it up? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's like content is currency. Like without content, it's like, is it really happening? And you know, that's the word we live in now. It's like, if you're not capturing the moment, it's like it didn't happen. So okay. I created like this content. I had a content day, that's what mm -hmm. I call it, of simulating um, luxury in-home experiences. Wow. So had, you set up a camera. I set up a camera. It was my iPhone, right? <laughs> Mind you, I had got some models. Um, you know, I put my brand on everything. So it said like luxury concierge business. And my friend had a really nice house. And I was like, let's just shoot it at your house. If you don't okay. mind, let's get some models in there. And I'm going to just act like I'm doing their hair just to create like the vibe. The promo video. Yeah, it's like a promo, right? And um, I'm going to let all my clients know that I have now that I'm going to start traveling to them. And they really couldn't wait. They was like, oh my God, thank God. Like they really gravitated towards the concept because... A lot of them were high end anyway. They didn't want to leave the house and go to the salon. I was like, I'll come to you. I mean, they're all over the city. Alpharetta, Lothonia. I'm talking about, I'm all over so the place. So you're in Georgia. I'm by the Georgia. way, she's in Atlanta. I'm in Georgia. <laughs> all over Georgia, by the way. I was all over Georgia. I had an Acura, and I'm saying, I put that baby to work. You hear me? She put some miles on that. I put some miles on her. <laughs> um, but it did really well. Again, I wasn't really happy still but i felt like i was getting back you to were like making some myself. progress I'm, I'm making more money now i'm an entrepreneur again yeah you know i got to build you know a loyal clientele of women who genuinely wanted me in their homes and i really appreciated them for letting me in their homes because like we're no longer like in a salon environment so like they trusted me to come to their houses and it was really just the referrals from the small group of women that i did have that really started booming and I'm like oh my god I'm literally like high rises mini mansions I'm like in every, everywhere and I'm just looking around and I'm like it's inspiring it is I was like wow I want to be living like this <laughs> like 
what do I have to do to get this type of house exactly. and this type of car? So it was definitely inspiring. And I felt like I just had a really good network of women who genuinely wanted to help me. They were like trying to invest in me. They were like, wow. you are just so dope. Like, what can we do to help, to you. help you? And sometimes we don't realize that there are people out there that really want to help us. Mm-hmm. And there are people out there that genuinely want to support us and refer us to people. You know, yeah. I hear I hear people talking all the time online like, you know, People don't support their friends. Yeah. And my clap back to that is like the problem is you are too focused on your friends. Mm -hmm. Stop focusing on your friends. Focus on the people who you don't know. Yes. Focus on building those new relationships. Fresh. We can't expect our friends to build our businesses, Mm -hmm. right? We have to build our businesses. Mm -hmm. It would be great. If our friends supported us, but we have to stop putting the pressure Mm -hmm. on our friends to the point where we feel like they are supposed to revive. They're probably going to be the last businesses. person to support you because they're your friends. Yeah. <laughs> and they know you kind of like this. So they're yeah. like, I mean, call me when it pops off. Like, call me for the grand opening. And that's normally how yeah, it works it sometimes. Is. You, you have know, to you have people it. that support you from the beginning. Yeah. But then you have people that they see, that, okay, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, people are supporting. Let me go ahead and show that support yeah. now. Uh, but you can't, and I and I want to just stress this, girl CEOs, do not put the pressure on your friends. Yes, yeah, definitely. Let them organically, organically. come around. Mm-hmm. Girl CEO, <laughs> let them see what you are doing, all right? And they will come around, they will. and they will support you, and that's okay. And if they don't, that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I see so many people like trashing the friends and breaking up with the relationships because they don't feel like they supported mm-hmm. them in the beginning. And I just feel like we have to lower expectations yeah. in that area For sure. and just put, put our heads down mm-hmm. and get to work. Yeah. That's, it's simple. I mean, that's, that is the advice of all advice because it's not about your friends. It's about you. And like you said, they'll come around or not, but either way, either way, it's not about them. You know, like you said, you shouldn't put that much pressure on them either because as a friend myself to another friend who comes to me about their business ideas, I'm like, call me when you, call me when you get it going. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm not going to just sit down and help you build your business. I hope that's not why you came over because I have my own business I'm building. I'll, you know, support you in any way that I can, but I'm still looking for you to show me as a friend that you have what it takes to build the business. You know what I'm saying? Because nothing comes easy. For sure. Nothing comes easy. And another thing that I liked about this journey is that you had to go back and pivot several times. Mm. And I, and I want, I want, I want our (laughs) listeners to hear that part (laughs) because sometimes we start Mm -hmm. in a certain space in our business and we think, okay, this is it. You know, this is how it's supposed to be ran. You know, this is how it's supposed to go. This is it. If it doesn't work out this way, then I need to completely shut it down Mm -hmm. and I need to venture out and I need to go into something else because this isn't working. Mm -hmm. Sometimes what you have does work. You just have to make it work a different Mm -hmm. way. So you start going to these homes, you're yes. in mansions, you're in, you know, luxury apartment buildings, you're running around like, like a chicken. Like a chicken. <laughs> and y'all know, y'all know I am not one for like this busy kind of business work. Girl, all right? I'm saying I was all over the place. So I'm assuming that you had another come to Jesus moment. Always. And you were like, I can't be Uber. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was definitely a come to Jesus moment. And again, what you said earlier, I think is really true for my situation was that I think he was just testing like, how far are you willing to go? Like, how many times are you willing to try? How bad do you yeah, want it? Yeah, how bad do you want it? Like, are you willing to drive all over the city? Are you willing to go work for $10 an hour? Like, what what, what you got? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I always tell people, too, like, give it all you have, mm -hmm. and then I promise you it gets easier because he starts to work on your behalf. Like, I feel like I worked so hard trying to figure it out that now it's just like, whew, like, he got me, honey. You know what I'm saying? So what happened from there? I started to make enough money to get a booth. Jesus, <laughs> won't he do it? <laughs> I was like, okay, I can get a booth. So I started, honestly, I started to get, this one really catapulted me trying to get a booth because at first I was just, you know, thugging it out. And then I started to get people from out of town that wanted me to do their hair. And I'm like, oh, oh wow. So now I don't have a place to do it because they're traveling to me, which that has never happened until I started doing luxury extensions. No one really traveled to get their ponytails done or a sew-in. Yeah. So I was like, oh, people are trying to fly in? This is this is this different. Is this there. is new. This is changing. <laughs> so I hit up a guy who owned a salon, and I was like, can I just rent like a station when I have a client that flies in? Because again, I still didn't want to like lock in because my other clientele was so used to me coming to them, they're so spoiled, rotten. This that. is a bar. <laughs> let's let's make sure that we highlight this part. Mm -hmm. So you don't rush into getting a large amount of overhead because mm -hmm. I see people make that mistake a mm -hmm. lot. Like, okay, I'm gonna go get yeah. a building mm -hmm. for three thousand dollars. I don't know how I'm gonna pay yeah, this rent, ready. and I'm just gonna see how this works. But you did something different. You're like, okay, I see you have this space. How much would you charge me to rent this booth for, for a day. day? For the day. That's all I got for you right I now. I like that. It was a day rate, honey. A, what's said, the day rate? It was $75 a day, which I thought was perfect because I was charging like $7.99, $6.99 when I first started doing luxury extensions. So I was like, oh, I say less, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I got this. So for the day. I'll call day. you and let you know when I need the space. And he had multiple stations. So he was like, just whenever you need. No me, agreement. No, no nothing. We're no, not we're not locked in. He's like, just call me. Send it out a day. Cash app it to me. It's all yours. I like that. So I was like, perfect. So whenever I would get a client from out of town, I would then book it for the day. And then I was like, okay, this, is, this works. And then I moved here after that became like, I'm like, Financially, it didn't make sense anymore because I was paying $10 a day, but I was there too often. Yeah. And it made more sense to do it weekly then because I'm like, hey, so I got a girl. I got to come tomorrow. He was like, I got a girl. I was like, Ugh. I mean, literally $75 a day is making no sense to you anymore. So I waited until that became the case. And I was like, so do I want to rent from him completely or do I want to invest in a bigger space? And that's kind of when I took that leap of faith. And I said, okay, I think I'm ready now. I think that if I step out on faith, that I'll start to attract more clients. I can create my own environment because that was another thing too. I couldn't control the environment in his yeah. space. And I wanted this luxury client, but his salon was not luxurious. Yeah, and I, and I <laughs> want to stress this. This is just the, the beauty and growth mm -hmm. because sometimes we're rushing mm -hmm. and we want to jump in. I jump out there and we want to get these, you know, big buildings yeah. and, you know, we want to have, yeah, you want what you want. Yeah. We want to have this place. We're like, this is nice. Mm -hmm. and, and it, and it feels good, mm -hmm. but you know, what doesn't feel good is when that rent that is overhead. due. <laughs> when that rent is due, it doesn't feel good. It don't add up. So mm -hmm. I want to stress, like you have to allow your business to push you into the mm -hmm. next level. Yeah. Right. 
you don't need to try to put yourself in a position where your business is not there yet. Allow mm -hmm. it to grow. Mm -hmm. Allow it to push you into that space. So then you go and you make enough money where you're like, okay, now I have so much income coming mm -hmm. in. It's time for me to transition out. You transition yeah. out, you open this place. Yes. So here we are. We are here. We're here. At Kay's actual location. <laughs> We're going to give you guys like a little tour. I think this is another thing people have struggled with too. I had to let go of all of my concierge clients because oh, wow. they, I wasn't, they were like, so you're not coming to me anymore. I was like, no, I have a space. Like come to me. And they were like, no, wow. you know, they are not so going to come pivot. with you. That's so another, another pivot. pivot. I was like, okay, so they're not going to come to me. And I probably had one girl come just for support, but then again, she never came back because they were so, I mean, again, they that was, spoiled. that was what it was. They were like, you come to me. And I was coming to them nine o'clock at night before they go to dinner dates with their husband. So I was just at their beck and call. Yeah. And now I'm like, um, I have a one o'clock. If you want to come get that slot, they're like, girl, no. So starting over for me has been like the story of my life. Wow. Like I've been open to starting over, especially when I know that the start over is like a better vision. I'm like, I don't want that anymore anyway. You know, it's like letting go of what was and being okay with that. Cause I know a lot of my students, they struggle. They say like, I'm a braider, but I don't want to do braids anymore. I'm like, but why are you still taking braid clients? You know, yeah. like you're still holding on to something you're saying you don't want, but you're not letting it go. Like you have to just release it. Stop letting them pull you by the ankles, like let yeah. it go. So when I, you know, told them I had a space now, come see me. They didn't. I said, okay, it's fine. I had already, like you said, kind of transitioned over, like kind yeah. of doing like the Tuesdays and Wednesdays here and then the <laughs> Thursdays and Fridays over there. So I was like, it's fine. You know, the the price point was so much higher on this side. I was like, I don't even really yeah. want to deal with that anyway. Um, so, yeah, when I opened up my space, I feel like I started to get more people. It was like, it was just my time. I really just felt like it was just my time. And sometimes you have to wait mm -hmm. until it is just your time. Yeah. Sometimes it's other people's time. Yeah, it's just not your time. <laughs> and it's not your time. Yeah. It's your time to just do the work. Mm -hmm. It's your time to not look to the left or the right. It's your time to put your head down. It's your time to not expect recognition, yeah. edification, yeah. applause. It's a process. Any of that stuff. Just do the work. Mm -hmm. And eventually... It will be your time. Yeah, I have been through a lot. I mean, we've already pivoted like five times in this conversation. <laughs> yes. I'm like, this so I'm like, we was like this. I'm like, but it you, was know, my time. you know what I'm so proud of? Like, after so much change, anybody else would have just given up. Yeah. Today, you have a multi-million dollar business mm -hmm. and you're shipping products all over the world. You're traveling all over the world, yes. teaching it's and crazy. educating and 
that is because you continue to persevere. Yeah, and I mean, of course I wouldn't, I didn't see that. Mind you, I'm just here, just trying to do some hair. I'm like, yeah. you can't see the future. You can't. You can't. I mean, even if you plan for, like you said, God has a sense of hope. You're like, oh, all those plans you had, and he could just ball it all up and throw it in the trash. So it's like, we really can't see. You just have to keep going, and you have to just stay the course. And that, that is something for sure I've always done is just, like, it has to get better. Like, it, yeah. can't, it can't get worse. Like, it just kept getting better and kept getting better. Like pivot. And then, yeah, I'm <laughs> like, I'm just going to have to just you know and I mean I do it all the time it's like like I said it's my middle name I'm I'm good for a pivot like literally but within my industry so you know like you said earlier it's like I'm not just like okay so let me go do this let me go do that I'm like no what can we do in this industry to make this work like how can we make more money how can we you know create more jobs or how can we educate more like it's always within the industry because I just love it here yeah. and it's know? not always about changing in changing in the industry or changing your field sometimes it's about maximizing what mm -hmm. you already yeah, have what you already have what you already sure. have so you come here your business explodes it does you know and it's like everything is kind of happening for you yeah it was case. it was it was really good i was just a stylist then though still not doing any of the other things i was just making a lot of money yeah. and it was different for me so i gave it my all mind you i'm still living with my mom i have not created more overhead for myself because now I have this space so I'm still living with my mom girl CEO Jim that's what we're gonna start with girl CEO Jim so you stay down Ohio ready for some quick mental health facts let's go nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition in the US more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide so why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.